analysis on today's top cybercrime threat, and phantom images fool Tesla's autopilot. These stories and more in this week's ISMG's Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Delaney. First up, Matthew Schwartz, executive editor of ISMG's Data Breach Today in Europe, outlines some hard truths about today's top cybercrime threat. What is today's top cybercrime threat? The biggest problem that we face right now is ransomware. That's the former CEO of the UK's National Cybersecurity Centre, Kieran Martin. Now a professor at Oxford University, Martin helped create the NCSC five years ago. It continues to serve as the public-facing arm of Britain's GCHQ Intelligence Agency. In recent years, Martin says ransomware's impact has continued to surge. For those who don't know, ransomware works by encrypting the data and demanding payment for its decryption. In terms of the holy trinity of cybersecurity, of confidentiality, integrity, and availability, Ransomware has traditionally threatened availability. You can't use the data, and that's why you have an incentive to pay a ransom. So the obvious solution to that is backups um, and having backups that work. Of course, there is then the risk, as ransomware attackers are now doing, that they threaten to release the data, which is a different problem and not a serious one. But to my very last hours at the NCSC, if the phone rang in the middle of the night and said there's something happening and you need to pay attention to it, I would have thought this is a ransomware attack that has disrupted a public service. In the quest for illicit profits, criminals have continued to double down on ransomware. Innovation is rife. Europol, the EU's law enforcement intelligence agency, last week released its seventh annual Internet Organized Crime Threat Assessment, which ranks ransomware as public enemy number one. For the past year, many gangs have been threatening to leak or auction stolen data unless victims pay a ransom, which has been driving many victims, unfortunately, to pay. The other element is that it increases the potential risk of, for example, a fine under the General Data Protection Regulation, which requires companies and public organizations, obviously, to safeguard our data. That's Europol's Head of Policy and Development, Nicole S. van der Mullen. So in that sense, it adds additional layers of pressure and really threatening the victim. And at the same time, from the criminal's perspective, ensuring they get some form of payment. It can either be from the victim because out of fear, or it can be from another criminal when they've auctioned off the data. And it really puts the victim in almost an impossible situation. Ransomware-wielding gangs are also using more targeted tactics, says Chris Yule, Director of Threat Research Capability at Edinburgh security firm SecureWorks. The highest impact threat that we're seeing is what we would call post-intrusion ransomware. So in the good old days of 2018, ransomware was really quite a contained threat. Someone would click on an email that they shouldn't, they would open in a malicious attachment, it would encrypt some files on their hard drive, maybe get to a file share if it was lucky, and they would have to pay a few thousand pounds to, to get access to their data again. The criminal groups behind things like that cottoned on about two years ago that there was a lot more money to be made if you could target entire organizations at once. So really sort of following the sort of what we would class as APT style tactics that we used to attribute to nation states and things to get into environments, get complete control of the environment and then take it over. 
And we've seen that in the news a lot, and, and we're rapidly seeing much more post-intrusion ransomware incidents across our customer base. With the end of 2020 drawing nearer, it prompts this question. Where cybercrime is concerned, will 2021 again be the year of ransomware? For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Among the more malicious and potentially dangerous cyber incidents affecting healthcare, energy, and other sectors are evolving disruptionware attacks, including ransomware that aim to shut down businesses, says retired FBI agent Jason G. Weiss, an attorney and forensics expert. Marion Kolbesok McGee, executive editor of ISMG's healthcare info security site, questioned Jason recently on the ways in which disruptionware attacks are expanding and evolving in various industries and who's behind them. Here is his response. The two main sectors that have really taken the brunt of the of ransomware attacks in particular, which ransomware I, I refer to as a subset of disruptionware, actually. It, ransomware is like a tool in the disruptionware toolkit, I think is a better way to look at it. But what I've seen is a tremendous growth in the attack metrics against hospitals and government institutions in particular. And recently there's been a wide spread of disruptionware attacking the energy, I'm sorry, the energy industry. And I think that is probably one of the more dangerous threats because our secure, our, our energy security grids are pretty much insecure in comparison to some of our other types of uh, businesses. There have been a lot of attacks on schools and stuff like that, but ultimately those attacks are limited in the sense that many of those organizations just don't have a whole lot of money to even pay a ransom. So they're going after the deeper pockets, or in some cases, unfortunately, there are the malicious users that literally want to shut things down and have used ransomware and disruptionware attacks to actually shut places down and destroy businesses. And it's almost maniacal in the sense that they're not even doing it for money, they're doing it out of spite or for some political reason. So with that said, who is behind these attacks, do we know? I'll put my FBI hat on and I'll, and I'll use the term we'd love to use, the, we used to love in the FBI called transnational organized crime groups. Uh, these are groups of threat actors that are, can be based anywhere. I, I, I'd expect a lot of them are probably based overseas where you have a little less problem in terms of dealing with American law enforcement, especially. And these groups have actually become organized and creative in the sense that they've become businesses in a sense. There's a group called Maze, for example, that literally not only tries to encrypt your network, but they'll steal data from your network. They'll post it on the internet as a negotiating tool, and they actually differentiate the way they do their work. Well, some people have access to the data, some people have access to the money. It's become almost a business, like, and that's why I, I would refer to it more as almost like the electronic mafia, for lack of a better term. And finally, Tesla's driver assistance service, conveniently named Autopilot, has been known for having some safety issues in the past. And guess what? Researchers have found a new flaw, not one of poor code per se, but rather around models distinguishing between real and fake objects. Here's ISMG's Jeremy Kirk, Managing Editor of Security and Technology, with more on the story. Could a McDonald's advertisement crash your car? Strangely these days, it's in the realm of possibility. And that's not because you've been distracted by a digital billboard with a crispy bacon cheeseburger. 
Researchers with Ben-Gurion University in Israel found that autopilot systems by Tesla and Mobileye could be tricked into reacting after seeing split-second images or projections. The success of the experiment shows yet another type of edge case risk that drivers relying on autopilot systems could face. Hackers have compromised digital billboard systems before, often with the aim of imparting humor, but also showing the vulnerability of infrastructure-related connected devices. The researchers say the problem is not one of poor code or a security one per se. Rather, they say the models of some semi-autonomous driving systems haven't been trained to tell the difference between real and fake objects. The researchers focused on two types of Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, or ADASs. They looked at Tesla's HW system, which is considered semi-autonomous, and Mobileye 360. That's an external camera-based system that uses computer vision algorithms. A demonstration video shows how the Tesla Model X running the company's HW3 autopilot would react to the display of a brief image. The Tesla is shown at night on a two-lane road with a digital billboard on the left side of the road. The billboard shows the McDonald's advert, which features crispy bacon landing on a slice of cheese atop a beef patty. Then, for 500 milliseconds, a stop sign flashes. Upon seeing the display, the Tesla slows to a stop just after the billboard. The experiment was conducted at a very low speed. In another test, the researchers used projectors to display phantom images to see how the ADAS systems would react. Tesla's system recognized a projection of a person wearing a tuxedo as a real person and subsequently applied its brakes. It also registered a projection of a vehicle as a real vehicle. Solving the problem for the Mobileye and Tesla systems requires ensuring that the vehicles can distinguish the authenticity of an object. To fix the problems, the researchers developed a system called Ghostbusters that reduces the chance the systems will be fooled between 80 and 100%. Ghostbusters uses five lightweight, deep, convolutional neural networks to examine a presented object's reflected light, context, surface, and depth. The fifth model wraps all the other's determinations into a final call. So what does this mean for driver assistance systems? Well, they're definitely still maturing, and as this research shows, there are edge case scenarios that could pose risks to drivers. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. That's it from ISNG's security report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time.